Welcome to the Film Crew Love Podcast. Let's have some fun. Sean Pipkin, or Pip, is one of my favorite people in Hollywood. She's a veteran assistant director, having worked on projects from coast to coast because of her knowledge, her energy, and her congeniality. She's also an active member of the Directors Guild and uh, the Directors Guild training program, which she's also a graduate of, as well as I. Her and I go back uh, to the last work stoppage in this industry, uh, the writer's strike in 2007 and 2008, when we were both working on the television show Medium. Being one of the first persons in this industry I call my sister, her and I were catching up, so just for brevity's sake, we will pick the conversation up with me asking her about her most rewarding and challenging shows and why. Ladies and gentlemen, Sean Pipkin. Most rewarding and the most challenging. It was Raising Dion uh, for Netflix. Uh, it was a, a macro production. So let me start with, I guess, why it was so rewarding. Number one, just the content. Um, it, it aired last fall, uh, October 2019. It's still running on um, Netflix. Uh, for 2019, it was in the top 10 of most watched series, TV shows. And for children's uh, television shows, it was in the top three, uh, I believe. Uh, it's uh, those of you who aren't familiar with the show, Raising Dion. Dion is the, the lead, the male lead. He is a little precocious, beautiful little black boy in Atlanta, raised by a single mom. His mom, uh, his dad was deceased. His mom was played by V. Michael B. Jordan. And, uh, oh, and Michael B. Jordan was also an executive producer on the show. And um, what I loved about it, what was so rewarding is that it was so great to see uh, a Black boy, a Black um, mother raising a child in the South, in Atlanta. He has uh, superpowers. That's not a spoiler alert. He has these superpowers and the fact that she, number one, being the mother of a young black boy in the South, she's already like, you know, struggling, trying to raise him so that he can survive in this world. But then when he when she finds out that he has superpowers, it's just an added layer, you know, that like, oh, man, now I have this that I have to deal with, Yes, (laughs) you know, So it was just so great seeing seeing uh, these two characters, seeing characters that look like my nephews, you know, seeing characters that look like me. Uh, it was a very diverse uh, um, cast. We had, um, you know, obviously African-American. We had uh, Asian. We had a physically challenged uh, character. Uh, we had we had nerds. <laughs> We had different, you know, different colors of African-Americans. And then we had also 
different sizes. Not everybody was a size two and a size four. You know what I mean? Because yes. obviously we were shooting in Atlanta <clears throat> and everything. So that was great. A LGBTQ community was represented. So, I mean, really, the, the, the showrunners, the creators, they really did a good job of making it so inclusive. So it made me just so proud to be a part of that and to see that on the screen. <clears throat> now, on the flip side, um, it was also very challenging. <laughs> so uh, some of the reasons that that came to be is, like I said, our, ma our male lead is a little boy. He was seven years old. Mm. So there are, you know how it is working with minors in yes. this industry, you know. Um, so, you know, we started the show in the summertime when we didn't have to worry about school. But then my first episode is when he hit school. So for those, so your audience that isn't aware, for children, uh, they can only work a certain amount uh of school who uh, can only work a certain amount hours, a certain amount of hours on the day, and when the school that they usually go to is in session, we have to school them with our school teachers. So he was in uh, school for my episode. It's a like second me. grader, second grade, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah wow. So he had to school three hours every day. So that meant we only had him for four and a half hours. Wow for shooting. So you can imagine <clears throat> that was like, that was very challenging. And then also being in Atlanta, as far as like weather, we had a lot of locations. Weather is so unpredictable down there. Uh, you know, when, and, and we went through, we started shooting in July and we finished in January. So we had the four you know, seasons. Hot yes. soup. We had seasons. <laughs> like it started out like we were, getting in the 90s some hundreds some days and at the end like it was freezing wow. um so we had to deal with that like we one day we were um we were shooting at this farm down south uh georgia um south of atlanta and there was a huge front it was a it was a hurricane and i can't believe i don't remember the hurricane's name but we weren't obviously in the um path of the hurricane but we were on the outskirts so there was a big storm that was coming and the crew literally was like we gotta go mm. <laughs> like it was like I was like wait what like they're like we, we we can't get caught up in this right you know and so I remember I called the producers line producers and they were just like all right if, if you have to go you have to go yeah and then we realized that everybody started leaving and I was like, people started leaving. I'm like, okay, we're still going to do this, still going to do this. But you know what, Hotep, you know what was hilarious? You know when I knew we were done and we had to shut it down? Craft service left. That was and it. I was like, well, if, if there's no food, nobody's staying. So, That's it. So literally, that was it. That was a wrap. Like literally, that was a wrap. When craft service left, I'm like, I'm like oh my gosh. And I remember the director the, the main actor that day was like, well, what are we going to do? Because we weren't finished. And I was like, we'll figure it out another day. Right. You know, we have to get everybody safe. Um, you that's, know, so it was that another thing. Oh, go ahead. No, that's important. That's important because uh, a lot of times, you know, we act like everything has to be a shot and finished right now. We got this man, the calendar day will turn and we will figure it out once the clears. But the safety is number one. 
yeah. And I'm thinking about that craft <laughs> service person. They're thinking, I'm not going to be the last one here, man. You know, because Crafty's normally the last one yes. clocking out. Like, no, not tonight, brother. <laughs> uh-uh. Exactly. Yeah. They're like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh, my God. Exactly. Um, You know, that was, uh, you know, a huge uh, obstacle that we had. Um, And then another obstacle is that this was a heavy VFX show. Mm. Now, I had worked on shows with VFX. But this was, uh, you know, on another level. This was on like a Marvel type level, wow. you know. So I learned a lot um, about that. Um, yeah. That that, and then again, you know, with VFX, it takes time. time. You yes. know, like you have to. It takes time. And so when you are dealing with a seven-year-old boy, and then you have VFX. Like it was like, oh my gosh, we did have a uh, photo double. I we say, did use photo doubles. Okay, so you had to have a few uh, <laughs> photo doubles, some stunt doubles. Uh, <laughs> yes, we had stunt doubles. Yeah, we had photo doubles. We had this one kid who was great. His name was John, and mm. we lo- like he was just a dead ringer from him from the back. How, and, how um, old were your photo doubles? Uh, the, the one that was the best was he was 10. Okay. So he was, um, you know, a little, oh no. And that's another thing. Children grow fast yeah. <laughs> at that age. So like you could literally see like watching the, the, the shows and I didn't recognize, notice this till actually watching it, you know, the first season, he looks like a little baby, right. like the first episode. And then by the end, He's he's he was growing. I was like, wow, look at him. He's 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 losing the baby fat, you know. Yeah. And I was like, oh wow, like you can really tell. That's interesting. You can really tell. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. I, I, that's. I wonder. Uh, you know, I think back to Wonder Years when uh, Fred Savage he started out. Yeah. You know, time it ended, you know. Uh, I wonder if writers even consider that this child is actually has to mature uh in your story so shooting from <laughs> yes. shooting from july through january you know that's a full seven to eight months uh you know at seven years old that's tremendous let me ask I you know. this when i when i yes go ahead i got a question about because i remember you got that call uh where you, uh-huh. you mentioned that that you had the opportunity in atlanta uh you mentioned the name michael b i didn't know if it was a the subject matter. Um, I know my family watched that show, and I was glad that you were a part of that. Um, and you know, I'm you know I, anything that has kids in it that deals with uh, superhuman yeah. powers. You know, my kids are all over that, so you know they they were fans <laughs> of that, and I was glad that you were oh, part great. of that. Yeah, oh, totally, man. Um, so you mentioned a lot of great things, and I'm always curious, like when you're picking a job, do you choose it for uh, like creativity? Uh, the work environment or the money? Um, you know, a lot of times things vary based off mm-hmm. of where we are uh, in the industry at that particular time. But for you on a whole, how do you rank those three? Uh, I'd say number one is work environment. I am at that point in my career, and I'm sure you are as well, Hotel, yeah. where you want to work with people that you like, and people that you know that are good, you know what I mean? So for me, when I take a job, like um, I very, I mean, it, I, I can't even tell you when was the last time I took a job where I, I did not know anybody that was really on the show. You know what I mean? Usually like I have to know somebody, whether it's, you know, had a previous relationship with the producers, um, 
previous relationship with the DP and production designer, like somebody, like I know, like, or, or the showrunner, you know, I've worked with them before because it's, you know, we can all do the job in my opinion. It's just, do you like the people you're doing the job with? Mm, yes. <laughs> so uh, that has been for me, like number one now in my career. Number two, I will say creativity. Um, when I heard about raising Dion, I was like blown away. I was like, oh my God, this story is amazing. It was, you know, it was a short film first. It was a comic book and then it was a short film. And then they made it into this series. Love the concept. Just like, you know, just love the concept. It talks about, you know, you know, it talks about climate change yes. also, you know, science, which we really need now yes. <laughs> to believe in that. Um, so it was just so great. And again, the fact that, you know, it's about this little boy, this little beautiful black boy, you know, who has these superpowers that is the most powerful person in the world. It really spoke to me. It really spoke to me. And uh, number three uh, is money. I know a lot of people laugh at that and be like, you're lying. And now at my, at my point, at uh, this point in my career, Money is third. It used to be when I first started, it was like money. Yes, yes, money, money. Because I remember, you know, you mentioned that I, you know, I've worked a lot. There were times when I literally worked like five years straight, you know, and I can't do that anymore. (laughs) You know, and I have that luxury where I don't have to anymore. Uh, I will say that working on location is nice. I bet. Because of distant location money. But um, this past year, 2019, because for the last, you know, four or five years, I was out of town. I made a conscious effort to be like, no, you're going to stay in L.A. Good for you. You're going to stay in L.A. and work. And and I did. I turned down some good stuff, though. Mm. I did. Mm. (laughs) But I was like, no, I'm going to stay in L.A. I want to stay in L.A. We bought a new home, you know, and I was like, I want to be here. And um, and I actually took a job, this uh, show this summer that was a Facebook watch show called um, Sorry for Your Loss. Mm. <clears throat> and it's a very small, very intimate type show. It was at CBS Rapper, which is one of my favorite lots to work on. Um, and it was it was a half hour drama. So that was new. Right to me it was a half hour drama and it had it, it had a great um i know that the showrunner came from shameless you know i love uh shameless yeah. the lead the lead actress and executive producer is lizzie olsen um those of you who aren't familiar with her she's scarlet witch from the uh the Mar- the uh, avengers um movies and she's also the baby sister of the mary kate and uh of the olsen twins yes and she's a phenomenal actress. Uh, and I decided to take it. And then I found out that because it was considered like new media, it was, a, it was a Facebook watch show that the DGA did their own deal. We weren't getting residuals. Mm. And for that show. And I said, well, you're still going to take it? And I said to myself, yeah, you're still going to take it because it's a great project. Great. You know? That's interesting that you said and that. Because I, you know, you have an extensive track record and I'm always curious. I, uh, my next two questions kind of line up with that. What makes you take a job, uh, or what makes you pass on a job? Um, you obviously now proximity <clears throat> sounds like as if Radford and, I, uh, is great for you. So LA's where you want to be, but what else on your box? You also mentioned 
folks you work with before. What else? Yes. Uh, yeah. If someone's looking for Sean to run their sets and build their schedules and whatnot, uh, what are the things that you're considering? Uh, I guess besides the people I work with, um, you know, a lot of it is just uh, timing. Yeah. You know, depending on what's going on in my life at the time, what's going on, like if it's if it's around the holidays, you know, I kind of like to be near, you know, at home, yeah. you know, in L.A. Mm-hmm. But if it's a summer thing, sometimes like I really don't care um, <clears throat> that that's also another factor. Um, let's see. Oh, you know what? Number of episodes <clears throat> of shows. Number of episodes is something, you know, the, the, the days of uh, like when we got started the, uh, in TV, yes. the 22, 24, 26 episodes, that's like, there's only like, we can count on two hands how many, um, maybe even one hand if you really think about it, besides the what, the NCISs? Yeah. And um, yeah, I just got off of one that went 18. Uh, yeah. This, you know, that, N- yeah. 9-11, yeah, right? Yeah. 9-11. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Those are going away. Yeah. Gray's Anatomy, right. I think, yeah. you know, 20, like they go to like 22 or something. Yeah. Um. So, but the thing is, though, I don't automatically go for the long ones because sometimes I want a nice short run, like 10 episodes. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am really fine with that because um, Raising Dion was nine episodes. Sorry for your loss was ten episodes. Um, the show that I was on when we got shut down, you know, for COVID nineteen was ten episodes. Short and sweet. That's your spot. Okay. Short and sweet. Light. Short and sweet. You can see the <laughs> light at the end of the tunnel. That's good. Let me mm-hmm. let me ask you because you're up for a lot of different jobs at different times and timing didn't time out. Uh, what job did you pass on that you regret not taking? And oh man, yeah. now let me tell you this. I don't, I think we talked about Come this. On. I really regret not taking scandal that second to the last season. Ah, yes, <laughs> I really, really regret it because, and you know, and I really had a lot, there was a lot of thought into it, you know, because originally I was going to take it and then the catch opened up, and I thought to myself, you sure, sure, right. Yeah, the the catch is like a new show. It seems that like Shondaland, everybody seems to be behind it. You know, it's fresh. It's something new. And I was like, Scandal's been on for like five seasons. You know what I mean? I was like, "Uh." so I was literally, and I love Scandal too. Like I watched Scandal day one when in 2012 when it was only six episodes. I was hooked. And also, Tep, I don't know if I you know this. I used to work under the real Olivia Pope, mm, Judy Smith. I had no idea. Yes, back in the wow. day, but when she she took a uh, she was away from politics and started working in the corporate world for a while. She was head of NBC corporate communications. Wow! And I interned um, for for NBC sports public relations. And then ended up working for them, uh, getting hired after I graduated from college. And she was my, you know, she was the top, top. I mean, obviously, there were like three people in between her and me, but she was like our our ultimate uh, boss. So the, Judy Smith. So I remember you hanging around. You, you did a little bit of shadowing on Scandal towards the end there. Uh, yes, I yeah, did. That was good. As a director. As a director, yes, yeah. As a director. I remember that. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So that's mm-hmm. the one. So what about a show? 
that you took and then you said, man, where's the exit? It's time to get out of here. That you regret not uh, taking. Oh, Hotel, you know the answer to that, but I don't know if I want to Come on, sis. <laughs> Come on. We, we, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. You got to refresh my memory, sister. Uh, you know, you know. I just don't want to. Well, just oh, tell me man. why you left. I don't know. I, I, you got to text me with that. I, I'm telling you, I forgot. I, t- I honestly forgot. <laughs> Um. That's, okay. Good. I won't. I won't. I'll just give you the reasons why I regretted it. Um. It was a show that it was a second season of a show, and it was a show that I really enjoyed. Mm. It was really great. Like I was like really excited when I got the call. <clears throat> when I got there, I had all these high expectations. Like, and I think that was part of the problem. You know, uh, I always am thinking positive and like, oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be amazing. You know, this is great. Oh, I love it. But when I got there, um, there was just a lot of things that I just wasn't used to. Like, you know, you and, you know, I mainly have worked in that studio network, you know, big budget system. Ah, yes. You know, now I know. Where... Now I know. <laughs> Okay. And, I knew that. And and so and I'm used to and you know how it is when you're working with studios and networks, there's so many guidelines. So like there's so many systems in place yes. that you know, you know, like, okay, if this happens, this happens. This is how we do this, this is how we do it. Well, when I went to this show, there was nothing like mm. that. And I was like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. How, what, why are we doing this? Why we, what, shouldn't we do this? You know, so, and, and I've always been taught that when you're in like a situation or something, like when you're, you want to be the, you want to be the dumbest person in the room. Right. Because what that means is everyone around you has so much more experience. Everyone around you has been doing this longer than you have. So you could look up to them for, you know, ways, oh, we should do this. Well, on this particular show, I felt like I was the smartest person in the world. Yes, yes. And and I was not used to that. Yes. (laughs) I really was not used to that. So, um, and I found, and and it was just the the first episode I did, I realized, I'm like, oh my goodness. And the thing is, is that I came in with certain expectations and I couldn't, because my mind was already one way, I couldn't adjust. So most people would have been like, okay, this is what it is. Deal with it. I was still like, no, no, no. We can still do this the right way. So I was battling the entire time I was there. Wow. Against simple stuff like safety. Um, mm. Things like... Um, hey, this actor can't keep showing up two hours late. Someone needs to say something. Or I mean, say something like that means a producer should say something. And it would never happen. Wow. And they wanted um, the AD department to do that. And I was like, well, that's not really our job. Right. <laughs> we tell them when to show up. You know what I mean? Like, well, you know, so yeah. um, there were things like that. And it was just... Um, it was just a battle every day. And you know how that just, it just drained you. And also it was very hot, you know, yeah. and, you know, it was like, it was so humid. It was very hot. 
you're traveling an hour most location days, you know, um, to get to, you know, where you're going. You know, I'm con- even though we get, you know, the extended day, the extra money, that it's blood, blood money. money. You know what I mean? Right. You'd much rather get the rest. Yes, it's great that we went 15 hours and I got an extra half day, but I would rather get the rest. That's good. And, that's good. Um, that's so that's so that's after that situation, that's probably helped you leapfrog work environment. You looked at that and said, Okay. Yes. This blood money. Yes. Nah, nah, nah. This is gonna fall back. I need to be among uh able mind and body <laughs> people. And, and and so that's that kind of foreshadows what I fear. Uh we've talked about this. Uh as this ex- industry expands and uh-huh. things folks are getting in positions to do things, they don't necessarily uh have the understanding of what the safety and understanding of how to talk to a cast member, how to run a show in an efficient manner uh, and have the gumption to say, hey, this is what's going to happen and this is what, you know. So that's that's a good tidbit. Um, Do you want me to give you another example? Sure, Sure, go for it. Yes, no, no. Well, I I can tell you that one thing that happened the first episode is where one of the leads, he the character was 16 years old and he was getting a new, he got a new sports car for his birthday. So the opening scene, the character is driving down this big wide open road. Well, and again, remind you that this is, this is the second season. So I am new this season. A lot of people that were there were also there last season, you know? So I just want to, you know, preface with that. You know, like they were all there. They know, you know, a lot of stuff that was happening last season, story-wise, you know, and otherwise. So I was like, um, and I knew this kid, well, well, he he was an adult, but, you know, playing a 16-year-old. I knew he was from New York. And from my experience, and also from me living in New York, I know a lot of New Yorkers do not have driver's license. Right. You know, so I said, does he have a driver's license? Because we say that he's driving in this sports car fast, open road. And everybody kind of just looked at each other. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, Answer? Wait a minute. Right. Didn't you? Answer? <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, didn't y'all, wait, y'all don't know, like, y'all wrote this in the script and y'all don't know if he can drive and this is a season two show? Right. You know, and so, and we found out that he did not. And so I said, okay, well, no big deal. Let's get a stunt driver and we're going to need to have two cars. One to be put on an insert, I said, one to be put on a process trailer and one to be free driving for the stunt double, you know, for the stunt. So we don't have to wait or whatever. Producers shut it down. There's no way we're doing that. We can't get two cars. And I said, well, how are we doing this if the actor can't drive? Right. You know, I literally was saying that. Like, how are we going to do this? You know what I mean? Like, you know, and, and you know, we need a stunt driver so you can see that. So do you know what they ended up doing? What's that? They changed the script where his girlfriend was driving the car because she was an adult and actually knew how to drive. There you go. So. <laughs> that's, and see, that's, so all the aspiring showrunners these are the type of logistical notes that uh, the ADs and the producers, the production managers go through once the script comes through. All the extraordinary mm-hmm. things that you want a cast member to do, 
the heroic things that uh, are scripted. Uh, it's like, okay, that's nice. Let's, this is how we're going to do this, right? Yeah. right? Either you rewrite it or we'll yeah. do it shoot this way and then cooler heads will prevail. So that's, I mean, that's why. So at that point, you knew, okay, I'm the, I'm the sage on the set. Uh, my, I just want everyone to go home safely. Okay. Yeah. Yes, that's the main thing. If everyone go home safely, we're out of here. Yeah, okay, good. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this, because that's good. Um, who are your, like, OGs in the industry, like, um, or, you know, your veterans that you lean on for advice or career decisions or just any kind of feedback? Who's the folks that Sean leans on? Yeah, I have to tell you, there's four people, and I'm blessed to have, you know, that many mentors, I have to say. And there's there's a lot more, I can say, I can say people that have helped me, but these four people have just been instrumental. And you know, I believe all of them. Um, Sarah Fisher, yeah. who is head of production at Shondaland, has been such a cheerleader of mine, has been such a great supporter. We first met on Hawthorne, uh, that show on TNT <clears throat> uh, with uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. She was the UPM. And that's when we first met. And we just clicked. She is really an OG. She started out in sports and live television in the 80s. So you can imagine mm. there was like her and one other woman. Wow. You know, wow. doing it back then. I didn't know she went back to sports. And then, Man. Yeah, she was she started out in sport, you know, sports television. And then she she was an AD on on uh Saint Elsewhere. She was an AD on uh, Remington Steel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, oh my gosh. Like, and she is one of these execs that has been there in the trenches. She knows what it was like. You know what I mean? And like, she, when we would ask for stuff, she would say, yeah, yeah, you, because she knows, yeah, you do need that. Like, you do need that extra AD or you do need these, um, extra vans to, to shuttle people because she got it because she had done right. it and she knows what she she's you know was an ad she was a live television scripted television she came a upm exec and you know and look at her and look at her now she's also just a great friend yeah. like we um we we have a kettlebell class every sunday we do it virtually now we're on zoom but we used to go to the beach or a group of Ladies, and we've been doing this for we've been doing it for, for over ten years. For every Sunday, mm. we uh, we're going to the beach. Now we do it uh, three times a week. So I'm getting my exercise you, during sis. this uh, lockdown. Kettlebell. <laughs> uh, so Sarah Fisher's one, yeah, Sarah Fisher's okay. one. Anya Adams and Alicia Lewis yeah. are um, other ones. Uh, Alicia, um, one thing we didn't talk about Oak Hotel is how we got in this. You right. know, we're both uh, trainees. Yes. We're both. Uh, 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 graduates of the Directors Guild Producer Training Program, and Alicia Lewis was my advisor. She was my mentor. So I met her the first week I got to LA, uh, and she was just so amazing. Um, she was. Um, she would invite me to like parties, invite me out to like group gatherings, dinners, lunches, just to like introduce me to other people in the industry, and that is so 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 valuable you know what I mean like she's like hey guys this is my mentee this is my advisee meet her she's in you know she's in the group and it was just so great to have someone 
taking you around, showing you the ropes, introducing you to people like, hey, this, this person does this, this person does this. And she knows so many people. Um, she's been, I think she was in the, I'm trying to think of how long she's been. I think she was class of 98, I think, wow. I believe. Wow. Around there, like the late 90s. So she's been amazing. Uh, Anya Adams is another one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anya Adams, who uh, is an NAACP uh, Image Award winner. Winning director. She was a trainee as well. She was in the class ahead of me. So I met her that same time I met Alicia. She's been um, just so amazing, so supportive. Um, she's hired me. I've hired her. Uh, Alicia, I've hired, you know, uh, for different shows. And it's just a great look bonding. Like we, we, we vent to each other. We share good news. We're always there supporting each other. And, um, and then last but not least is Sochi Blymeyer. Okay. Um, you know Sochi. Yeah. Sochi is also a real OG. She um, uh, started out as a PA, but she's basically uh, royalty in this industry. Her mom was the hairdresser to Natalie Wood. Mm-hmm. And her dad was a big time feature gaffer. Mm. He's did, I mean, oh my gosh, the list of things he's done. Like it's it's just amazing. So she I was a trainee for a show for she was a second on a show called Without a Trace, CBS show. And uh, she was just so nice and awesome. And we just kept in contact after I got out of the program and we just stayed friends. And it wasn't just a work thing. Like, yes, we worked, um, she's hired me um after that. Um but she's just been a great friend and she just knows so much. She's she's seen how much this business has changed. You know, she was on um, Terminator. What was it? Terminator 2? She's connected. Yeah. She, she I think she worked on. Yeah. Um, true. I mean, she's worked on. Oh, my gosh. I like she she did Georgia the Jungle. She worked on um, that. um Summersby, she worked on uh, that, that uh, is it Red Heat, yeah. that movie with John Belushi and um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. Yeah, she's, uh, she's, she's great. I learned a lot from all of these uh, women, Sochi, Alicia, Anya, Sarah Fisher. That's nice. Learned so much. You got a strong team there. What, um, let me ask you this, speaking of teams, I mean, what, what's your routine? How do you, first of all, what are you looking for in a production team? Uh, you know, the industry's wider now. Folks are looking to move up. Mm-hmm. Folks are looking to integrate. And how do you, what's your daily routine, uh, you know, starting a day on set or um, what can the team prepare for? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, like, okay, so daily routine, um, what I do. Um, and I've been told not to do this and do it at home, but before I will park, you know, crew parking or the garage or whatever, and I'll meditate in the car for 10 minutes. Right. Just to, to get to get it right, <laughs> to be like, okay, we could do this. Positive affirmation. So for 10 minutes. And then when I go to set, I, I text uh, my team, you know, my second ADs and um, the director, producers and the DP, the timeline yeah. of how I, how I think the day should go, <laughs> just so everybody is aware. And, um, and then I'll go to set and I'll just check in with uh, the base camp AD or the trainee and I'll just say, hey, is everybody here that's supposed to be here? And usually I know that I know the answer to it because they know that if someone's late or not there, they're supposed to tell me. But I just like to ask right. <laughs> to make sure 
Um, and I'll just go over the sides again for the entire day, just to familiarize myself um, with everything. And then I'll call in for, I, I like to have private early rehearsals. Some, not all shows allow you to come in before crew call to do that, but I like to have pre, uh, pre-call rehearsals. And then just so the director and the actors can get familiar with the scene, work things out. And then right at crew call, if it times out, we usually have uh, the open marking rehearsal. Nice. And then, uh, and there you go, nice. you light and shoot. And um, one of the things that I like to do if we can, if we like on a big turnaround or a big setup uh, for the next scene, I'd like to go and get the actors for that next scene and the director to just without anybody around, just go and hop and just kind of like hopscotch and just get a jump yeah. on what they want to do. Now, sometimes you can't do that because like the same scene is in that same set or an actor may be running late and not there in time, you know, stuff like that. But if there ever has an opportunity, I'll always try to leapfrog and try to get ahead and also to give the director more time to work things out or to think about um, the next scene. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. To get it through. That's a good idea that uh, that helps the director get it through and then get the conversations of the actors and the questions and the writers. Get that stuff yes. ahead of that versus, well, let me call someone while we're all waiting to mark. Um Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, let's get that conversation yeah. out of the way now. Uh, as far as the team that you're looking for, what what what's the ideal uh, production team surrounding you? Um, I try. What I look for is, like, I definitely you know look for inclusion. So I'm I'm very, I look for you know I try to hire as many women as possible as I can. Try to hire people that um that I like and I know and, and that do a good job, you know, uh, definitely uh, m- uh, multiracial. I really, really, I really, really try to achieve that. You know, um, I'm, I'm big shot. I loved it. Like we literally had a little bit of everybody, mm. you know, we had Latinos, we had Asian you know, obviously African-American, um, you know, we had, you know, a lot of women, on the crew, um, it was really great. Um, so I look for that, and I also just look for people that um, people that I know and respect in the business have also worked with and had good relationships with. Because that's most of the people I work with have come from recommendations from other people. Mm. That's it. You know, so you're um, big on recommendations. You know, that's you're it. big on recommendations. You, you I really you, am. I yeah. really am. A recommendations from people that I, you know, I don't take many people's recommendations. I, you know, there's certain people right. that I will be like, hey, have you worked with this person? What do you think? You know what I mean? Like, I don't ask, some people just blindly just ask anybody that's on someone's resume, but I'll look for people that I know and trust, right. you that's know, good. and ask them. I like people that you don't have to know everything, but for me, you, I, you, there has to be a willingness to learn, you know, um, just the business. Um, I would rather get someone who was totally green, but just is really gung ho, really to just do whatever and like learn and absorb and be a sponge. Then, um, let's say a PA that's been PA for 15 years that, yeah, they know the job, but they're really disgruntled because they're, over it, they're yeah. not an AD yet yes. and they haven't achieved their, their goals and their, you know, 
uh, thinking about, wow, did I make the right life choices? You know, I can't, I can't deal with that. Yes. Yeah. Know? That's, 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 <laughs> yes. That's a serious red flag as well. I, I see those guys coming. And you know, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I cannot stand hotels. It's like, usually it's, it's, um, usually it's day players that come in like the say, usually when it comes to the day players, I let the seconds deal with that. Yeah. And then someone will come up and be like, Hey, I'm your additional AD today. I say, I mean, a PA today. I'm like, Oh, great. Thank you for introducing yourself. By the way, that's very important. If you're an additional AD or PA, please go up and introduce yourself yes. to the first AD. Like, so please do that guys. Cause we're not going to be seeking you out. You've got to come and seek us out. Um, but like it'll happen. I'm I'm sure this has happened to you, Hotep, where the person, the, the additional PA, will come up and be like, you know, hi, I'm Suzette, I'm a PA, but you know, I'm really third area AD. And I said, but you were hired as a PA, so <laughs> be easy. I literally say that because I'm like, no, we're not doing that. You were hired as a PA, okay? Don't think that you're above the other PAs here, or if one of the second seconds or something, you know, one of the other ADs tells you something, you know, I'm like, no. So I, I, I like nip that in the book. Mm-hmm. A little bit of jostling <laughs> there, good. But that's actually, I think that's a good way to end the day. Say, hey, thanks, John, for a good time. If you ever need me again, I'm available. Also, if you know anybody that's looking for a blank, 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 I also am in third area. All right, cool. Nice to meet you. Right? Exactly. You the yeah, chair. there you yeah. go. Yeah. That's different. Yeah, that's different. That's right. different. Let me see what yeah. you got first uh-huh. before you start telling yeah. me your credentials. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I ain't mad at your hustle. We just gotta have timing. Actually, yeah, some timing on that. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Uh-huh. Uh, this is the uh, this might offend my political connects part of the podcast. I right, saw so my guests. Uh, who's underrated? Who's overrated? And who's properly rated? And this could be crew. This could be departments. This could be uh, cast. This could be whatever you want. Who's overrated, who's underrated, and who's properly rated? Uh, Hotep, on advice of my counsel, I decline <laughs> to answer. Okay? Ma, you know, I am not going there. Okay? I love you, but I cannot answer that question. I'm who's, sorry. Who's I cannot, underrated? This is going to live on forever. Okay? What you're doing, this is going to live on forever. So People will be hearing connected. this 50 years from now. You're so political. I love it. <laughs> Underrated could be good. So I I did a pod recently, and the brother said, you know, underrated is the onset dresser. I said, oh yeah, that's a good one. Another brother said the uh, script supervisor. Right? Come on now. I mean, underrated. Someone who says, man, they do a good job. Uh, you know, or who was in charge here? I mean, that, there's not one. I'm gonna let you go on that. I'm gonna let you go. Uh, <laughs> how about this, Pip? Name one strength what? and one thing that you would like to work on. Okay, um, so my one strength I have to say is my authenticity, my honesty, and my integrity. That is one thing. Like when you deal with me, you, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I I just am not one of those people that blows smoke up people. I um, I'm I'm not a certain way just to get my way. If you know what I mean, like I'm not gonna be super nice to someone just because I think they can do something for me later on. I, I am not like that. I like, I am, I am usually nice to everybody until you do something to me. I'm really going to be nice to you. You know what I mean? Like I'm nice to everybody. I don't care who you are. You know, I treat everybody, you know, my, I, I talk to the caterers. I love like in the morning, just saying hi to them and seeing how they're doing, asking how their weekends were. 
I treat everybody the same. And also, uh, when it comes to work, I'm really honest. And, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm my true self. I don't put on, like, what you see is what you get with right. me. And I think it's, um, it's just one of those things. Like, it's a, it's a Sagittarius thing. Now, I will say that sometimes that can be a curse because a little t- sometimes I am too honest. Right. And some people don't want to hear that. Nice. Um, you know, like on that show, I you know that we were talking about earlier. Like, I think I was a little too honest with those people, right? <laughs> and um, and you know, it, it just didn't it didn't uh, it didn't go well sometimes. You know, it didn't go well sometimes. Uh, now, a fault of mine or something I need to work on. And this is hilarious because you have told me this yourself. I need a poker. <laughs> My sister. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I need a poker face because I just cannot hide. Like, like I can never be an actor. And I have actually taken acting classes, not just to help <laughs> with directing, but just to help me hide my emotions because I am a very passionate person. You know, I am someone who I'm very expressive. And I can think that the, the look I have on my face is just fine. Right. But I'm feeling a certain way, but people will see me and be like, oh, my God, what's wrong? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Because I'm thinking I'm just having a normal, you know, I'm just looking normal. And they're like, we can see it on your face. What is wrong? And I'm like, damn it. You know what I mean? So people always know when something is going on with me. Because most of the time I'm smiling. I'm That's having it. a good time. Yes, you yes. know what I mean? So when they see that I am not, they're like, what happened? And I'm like, oh, damn. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, I, so that's something I really need to work on. And I'm um, and also being more emotionally intelligent. That's something that I'm really, really working on. Um, and it's, uh, just, it's, it's just really helping me on set. Ah, so emotionally intelligent. Emotional intelligence. Is, it, is there a backstory yes. to that? Is it something? I don't know. Give me an example of that. Well, oh, okay, yeah, I will give you an example because a lot of people, um, no, absolutely. Um, So emotional intelligence is people that, um, one of the things that that, that you can say is like, does this need to be said? Mm, Okay. There you go. Does this need to be said by me? (laughs) Does this need to be said by me now? Like literally, these are things that I'm like, yeah, like I need to really ask myself this stuff a lot of times because you know in those you know in those yes. meetings you know how it is yeah. hotel you're like should I say this right now do you know like do I need to say it? oh yeah I should I'll say that and then you're like damn it, I shouldn't have said that you know what I'm yeah. saying like things like that but emotional intelligence is just um, a person that has a high emotional intelligence is someone that and I have most of these I do and I'll tell you the ones that I that I need to work on but. That's a good one. Like, I think about feelings. You know, I think about other people's feelings. I do. I'm really good about that. Uh, Pause. Like, uh, I I pause. Sometimes I do not pause. Sometimes I will react to certain situations when if I just, like, counted to 10, probably would have been a better outcome. You know? Um, I strive to control my thoughts. I do because I'm a true believer in thoughts become things so I try to think positively like you know at all times 
just so I will have there will be positive outcomes. Um, I benefit from criticism. I definitely do. I'm one of those people. I'm always asking like, how was this? How was that? You know, how did I do? Like, I love constructive criticism. I don't just want to get compliments. I'm like, no, how was that? Like, do I need to improve anything? Right. You know, um, I, like I said, I show authenticity. I do, uh, uh, demonstrate empathy. I do. I have a lot of empathy for so many people on set and I'm always thinking about, I don't just think about me and my department. I do understand sometimes when hair and makeup need an extra five minutes because of some situation that is happening. You know what I mean? Let's say an actress was crying in a trailer. Well, guess what? We're going to need more time to do makeup. I get that. So I'm not going to harp on that. But there are some ADs that you know, you know, they'll be like, I don't care. Get it now. I don't care. You know, I'm not like that. I'm like, I get it. Take your time. We'll we'll find something else to do. Yeah. Um, I praise others. I always give compliments on set to my team, specifically when they do like an awesome job, and to the whole crew. And a group that I always commend and 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 praise is the background because I think they just get. Can we curse on sure. the show? No. Okay. <laughs> I just think that they just get shit on so much in this industry background and extras for those of you who don't know i'm always cheering them when they do a great job when they when it when it looks good because i'm like oh my gosh you guys made that so oh they like you made that scene i'll go like i give background more props than i give the cast sometimes (laughs) and i know some actors have actually gotten jealous and it's kind of funny they're like well you how do how are we yes you didn't say anything about us yeah that is you've had that um, comments with it you know I like how you talk to the background yeah. that, you know, that's, and that's, that's funny you yeah. said it because um, I've had conversations yeah, with the directors not necessarily yeah. talking to the cast as much, right? But I'm yes. communicating to the crew uh-huh. and to the background to a point where the, the direct cast is coming to me asking questions. I said, well, no, you need to go to the director and check in with them. <laughs> I'm, you know, my job is to get this thing moving. You guys have that conversation. Yeah. I know they just want they just want some validation you know what I mean and 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 I do and I love it when I hear when background I hear like around town like everybody's like oh man background really want to work on your show they say you guys treat them so well and you're so nice and you know it always comes out and y'all feed them well (laughs) yeah yeah that's one of the things I do when I go in there I say okay so you want to know where the bathroom is you want to know what time you're gonna wrap you want to know what the food is, so I yeah. give them all the rundown. Then after they say, "Okay, great," so you know you can you know you can book that job at seven o'clock because you'll be out of here by noon. Uh, you know so they love that go. type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, so that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and finishing yeah. up the the list of emotional intelligence, just so you know, like uh, you give helpful feedback. I always do that. Uh, I apologize when I mess up or if I if I realize that I've hurt someone's feelings, I apologize. I am not one of those people that believes that. Um, apologizing is is a sign of weakness. I don't believe that at all. Um, the, this one I have to really work on forgiving and forgetting. That's something I got to work on. I'm just going to be yeah. honest. I'm just going to be honest. Um, I keep my commitments. I definitely keep my commitments. Uh, I help others. I'm always helping others, like just in their careers, just helping with advice, like, cause I, cause people help me. So I like to pay it forward. And, um, protecting uh yourself from emotional baggage yeah. that's that's something well you know no need to go into stuff there i you do know? i do that's <laughs> so actually anyway. 
that's a that's a, a high you know emotional I'm working on uh, having a higher emotional intelligence that's one of the things I'm trying I to like those also those, that's heavy um, <clears throat> people have a preconceived notion of how AD should be or what they expect and uh, you hit a lot of mm-hmm. things that uh, I think every AD should you know do a self-evaluation uh, you know yes. after their season or show ends you know not only for you know how they deal with others but how they deal with themselves uh, let me ask you this. Um, who do you look forward to working with in front uh, and behind the camera or behind the camera? Either one. Yeah, I'll have to say that two actresses in front of the camera that um, I absolutely adore and have had amazing experiences with that I can't work to work with again. Two people, Halle Berry and Gugu and Bacharach. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about consummate professionals and they are both so beautiful inside and out. Like the, their inner beauty is what really makes them stunning. Yeah. I have to say. Yeah. Um, just just amazing people. Great people. Um, uh, behind the camera, I have to say, the, 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 uh, to me, the most, um, the third um, highest power couple in the country, but behind uh, Barack and Michelle and Jay-Z and Beyonce is Gina Prince by the wood and Reggie by the wood. Yeah. I love them. They are amazing storytellers. They are so talented. And they're just just good people. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? Just like good people. Um, I've worked with them twice on the film Beyond the Lights, um, which is also where I work with Gugu. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then Shots Fired, uh, a TV show they did a few years ago. And we shot that in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, did you get the call? They brought me on for that. Did you? Sorry about that. Did you get the call for uh, Reggie's uh, Kevin Durant Apple thing? He, I did. Probably was something else. I did. Well, this is the thing. Remember when time, I told you I town. wanted to stay in uh, town? Yes, yeah. Okay. That, that's down now. Yeah. That's that was. Yeah. That would have come. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Keep it. That was that was that was a hard. Believe me, that was a hard one to say no to because I love Reggie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. It was a, oh, and plus it was Kevin Durant and basketball. Like, come on, man. Yeah, you know what I mean? Money. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, I I just wanted to, you know, um, you know, stay in town, and it and it and it um kind of got in the way of the show that you know I was on that that would have shut down. You know, yeah. uh, big shot. It's all good. Yes, it's all good. Um, all right, I'm gonna wrap it up with um, who do you want to pass the baton to? Uh, in other words, who do you want to hear from on a future episode on the uh, Film Crew Love podcast uh, as we expand this net? Okay, well, um, I would love all the mentors that I mentioned, I think would be great yeah. to hear from. So that's Anya Adams, sure. Sochi Blymeyer, Sarah Fisher, uh, Alicia Lewis, um, Don Sparks. I would love to hear him on yes. this. You know, Donald yes. Sparks first yes. AD. Yeah, uh, I was a PA in Texas when I met him. Uh, let's see, two. Oh my gosh, almost twenty years ago. Mm. <laughs> it was when I worked with him. Uh, Van Hayden yeah. is a first AD uh, that's been doing this a long time. Uh, Kevin Williams, which I know you know from Scandal. Yeah. Uh, Ken Ken Whittingham, the yeah. director. Uh, and Leonard Garnett Jr. Yes, one of my heroes. Good. Okay. 
Yeah, that's, that's a good. Would, uh, love. Hey, hey, can I ask you who else have you? Uh, it's the, you want? Can you say the, some of your other guests? You no, I've uh, this still in its infancy stage. I've interviewed. Um, oh, okay. I interviewed Dwight Williams. Uh, we had oh great um, a cinematographer um, Todd Dose Race, and I had uh, A. D. Anderson so far. So you're the fourth guest. Um, I'm going to expand to other departments and, you know, just trying to continue to grow it, um, see where it leads. So I'm adding this to a tree of branches. Oh, there you go. Do you know uh, Sabelle Martin? Uh, I know the name. Yeah, she's a DP, or DP, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah yes. Uh, she's a sister. She was on All Rise. Nice. Um, I met her as an operator on uh, For the People, the Shondaland Show. She, she's someone that I think would be good, Excellent. too. Okay. So if you need any help, uh, you know, getting in touch with people, which I'm sure you won't have any problems. But no, no, mm-hmm. I always will. All right, this has been excellent. One of my favorite ones up to date here, sister. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna text you about those political connect questions. But all is well. <laughs> Sean Pipkin is always the uh, political one. Um, any, uh, where can the folks find you or reach you? Social media, anything at all? If you want to broadcast that. Um, yeah, um, I can say, uh, my Instagram is at pip pip hooray 12 P I P P I P H O O R A Y one, two. Um, and I'm, I'm on Facebook. I don't really handle, I don't really do the Twitter much or whatever Perfect. and everything, but hold up. I want to ask you, how's everything? I mean, you, do we get to talk about you? Cause you're an amazing person, like urban <laughs> scholar, you and your wife, like, you know what I mean? You guys doing some great thing, and the fact that you are a full time AD and you guys are running this uh, organization, I don't know how y'all do it. I don't know how we y'all do it. We just got an SBA loan. God bless, so we can stay in business. We've been tutoring online, but uh, I'll do a separate pod on me down the line. I don't like talking about myself as much. Okay. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. You got in. You got an loan, an SBA loan. That's amazing. Yes. Congratulations. Indeed. Thank you, sister. All right, Sean Pip. I'll that be in touch great. with you. All right, thank you. Be safe, be healthy. Thank you, everybody listening. Thank you, Sean. Okay.